0: My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd, and whose sheep are not his own, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep runs away and the wolf catches and scatters them this is because he works for pain has no concern for the sheep I am the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I will lay down my life for the sheep I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold These also I must lead and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. Last summer, in the craze and haze of so much unrest and protest, was a a curious incident that probably got lost in the non-stop stream of news that was and is impossible to digest. A statue from Hawaii in the United States Capitol building that had been there for over 50 years all of a sudden became the center of controversy when it was described by a high-profile politician as a, a symbol of what patriarchy the white supremacist culture looks like few ever knew of the statue let alone of the story of the man father damien and why he was there which would have been helpful and productive before attacking the statue because of the color of his skin and his gender father damien was born in belgium in 1840 to a a very wealthy family when he heard the call of the lord to abandon that life and to follow jesus's call to the priesthood and religious life with a a missionary community called the Sacred Heart Congregation. He was sent to Honolulu, which for a man preparing to be a newly ordained priest probably sounds an idyllic first assignment. Just to underline a point, that means Father Damien was an immigrant who came to the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was an American state to serve others, just so we don't miss or forget that point either. After serving the people of Koala for almost nine years, a pandemic broke out of something far more dangerous than COVID, leprosy. Large numbers of his parishioners having contracted that debilitating and oftentimes life-threatening disease were quarantined by being sent to a leper colony separated from the rest of the community on that island. Father Damien wrote his superior and said that he had this undeniable feeling that he should join them, and he asked for permission to go to the colony, which he received, and so he went there for a time. But because of the highly infectious nature of the disease, the lack of any cure, and just so many unknowns for the Hawaiian government to know how to deal with leprosy, Father Damien was given an ultimatum by his superiors. He either had to leave the colony or remain there permanently, and he chose the latter, and during this time he not only taught the Catholic faith to the people of Hawaii, Father Damien's bishop wrote that he accomplished amazing feats while residing there. He cared for the patients by dressing their ulcers, providing medical and emotional support, He provided guidance to help establish this this quarantine into a community where he rallied people to help build houses and schools and roads and hospitals and churches. He could be found not just celebrating mass and hearing confessions, but helping to build a reservoir and coffins and digging graves for people who succumbed to the illness. After 11 years, caring for the physical and spiritual and emotional needs of this leper colony. Father Damien ultimately contracted this highly contagious disease of leprosy as well. But even with that, he would keep working for another five years, despite that infection, until he finally succumbed to the disease in 1889. Every year on this fourth Sunday of Easter, we hear one of Jesus' The Good Shepherd Gospels. Being removed from farm life, not knowing much about sheep or shepherds, the the full weight of the symbolism and the meaning and the significance of that can all kind of fly over our heads. But for Jesus and his original listeners, it would have resonated quite profoundly. Shepherds are by their, their nature protective of these simple, needy, lovable creatures, these sheep, They become so protective that they end up sleeping in front of the gate of the pen just to make sure that they don't wander off in the middle of the night and even more to keep watch to make sure some other vicious animal like a wolf preying on them doesn't come in and attack them. And should one of the sheep get lost, the shepherd would know. The sheep would be able to identify their shepherd by his voice, by his smell, as they were being sought after by the shepherd. Sadly, that kind of resolve and dedication probably remains foreign to so many in our day and age. We might be more accustomed to the image of the hired hand. He works for a period of time. He does his job, but his mind and his heart is elsewhere. Taking care of the sheep, feeding them, getting them back into their pen. Yeah, that's fine, but five o'clock, it's quitting time and see a sheep. And you can bet that if there's some wild ravenous wolf on the scene, he's going to be out of there. And that's why Jesus makes that contrast. For the shepherd, he's tied to the sheep. Good times, bad times, they're his and he's theirs. The shepherd knows that in his heart and so do the sheep who hear his voice and follow him. That's why throughout these seven short verses, Jesus keeps repeating, I am that good shepherd, reminding us that a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We know the depth of the meaning of those words to Christ as we look at the cross. We see the standard that he set, that our shepherd has laid down his life for his sheep, defighting and defeating the wolf of sin and death. And while on some level those images, whether they be sheep and shepherd or the cross and Calvary, they're familiar and they speak to us on some level, they also still seem removed. They still seem like a, a distant foreign example for us to to comprehend or even begin to emulate and that's why Father Damien's example was so revolutionary to the people of Hawaii that even a few years before his death one of the princesses of the kingdom of Hawaii gave him the title Knight Commander of the Royal Order for his efforts in alleviating the distresses and mitigating the sorrows of the unfortunate he remains a beloved figure to native Hawaiians because they not only admire his service but they recognize he loved the people. He learned their native language, their culture. He was very much one with the people. When he was canonized back in 2009, President Obama at the time, grew up in Hawaii, he said Father Damien has a special place in the hearts of Hawaiians. I can recall many stories from my youth about his tireless work there to to care for the suffering from leprosy who had been cast out. Following in the steps of Jesus' ministry to the lepers, Father Damien challenged the stigmatization effects of this disease, giving voice to the voiceless, and ultimately sacrificing his own life to bring dignity to so many. That's what makes him a good example of a good shepherd. Despite the warnings, even the out given to him by his superiors to leave for his own safety, we hear his heroic story and the lengths that he went to, taking on the burdens and the needs of people who, to the outsider observing this, would think they're complete strangers. But he truly laid down his own wants and his own needs and his own life, and that seems to be the personification prof- of the Good Shepherd. He didn't just do admirable things, but brought to birth the faith, hope, and love in Jesus Christ. That wasn't something that could have just been accomplished by generous donations or some perfunctory actions that any number of hired hands could have done. No, like Jesus, he seemed to know that there was a call to lay down his life for another. For you and I... We know we're being called and challenged at this very moment to do something for someone. Who is it that we're being sent out to go after and seek? Who's lost and scattered or forgotten that we might be the ones that Jesus needs to help bring back? Who are the people filled with fear? And doubts who need to have rekindled within themselves the great value of their gifts and talents that God's blessed them with. How are we being asked to bring the peace and justice of God into our relationships and our community? Jesus is giving us this true model of leadership, of humble selflessness, of being good shepherds ourselves. Will we answer that call?